live from State Street in the heart of Chicago. You are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Social media was going to be the top story of our show, Lady Knopf. Are you taking a picture of me? Are yes, you? it's your birthday picture. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to post, post photos. it online, like yes. on a. Yes. Look at this horse's ass I'm working with today. I came all the way back from a really nice place to work with this idiot. Nah. Yeah. I had to come back anyways. Really? Why? Yes, my daughter has school today. Yeah, it was President's Day weekend. That's true. So my husband's birthday is was two days ago. Happy birthday. Yeah, so, uh, uh, oh, okay. 219, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 66, well, are you 66? 1966? I'm 67. No, your year is 67? Oh, okay, yeah. He's, I'm 57 uh, years old. I robbed the cradle. I can't believe. So. My wife did as well. She turns 58 on Friday. And isn't Michael Jordan's birthday like the He was a while, 17th. a couple of days ago, yeah. Yeah, the 17th. By the way, speaking of that, did you hear Cap's report this morning? Did you guys hear it? No, what was oh, it? Oh, yeah, about Chelly. That, that, you know, Chris Chelios, who was universally loved across yeah. the country for obvious reasons. Yeah. And Cap was reporting that, I believe, Saturday is when they retire his jersey, right? Oh, yeah, is right. That right? Mm-hmm. Cap was reporting that Michael Jordan is going to be... In town for it, he's going to be at the United Center to write. And that's I know that hilarious. Chelly, that Wait, Chelly but he wasn't and Michael, there for the all. Yes, that's what? my point. Like what? I know that Michael and Chelly are good. I mean, Chelly's friends with everyone. Chelly's oh, yeah. like universally loved by the entire nation. But I—that's what Cap said. Cap was beating around the bush about uh, you know some luminaries being there. Some very famous people will be there, which doesn't surprise me at all. But then he went on to say, yes, somebody that used to play in that building wearing number 23. And so then, you know, he said that that Jordan's supposed to be there, which then I started giggling, listening to Jonathan and Cap that that he would be there to honor his good friend, Chelly. But he wasn't there to to go into the ring of honor. I mean, this is this is this was not this was Cap's report this morning. That Cap's was got so pretty good not. sources. So, oh my god! Did you guys hear that? Did you hear that, Melody? Yeah, I heard that this morning. Did you? Like, what was your first response? It was almost like one of those evil chuckles. Like, <laughs> wow, really? That was like my first thought when you just broke it to me. That that's hilarious. That he wasn't there for the Ring of Honor ceremony. What a you know what? Remember, he did record that video for them for the Ring yeah. of Honor. Which, okay, fine. Give me my phone. I'll record sixty seconds for you. Sure. Oh, man, that would really be that shocking. That would be a stinger, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would, leave that you would be, a little yeah, bit of a... very much so. That night already is remembered poorly. Oh, yeah. Because that was of one what of our, unfolded. Which one of our, like, well, well, yeah, yeah, of... like, oh. we currently have it slotted for a spot, but it might actually get bumped up a little bit higher on the list if we find, if we see MJ in attendance for Chelios. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that may have a, a larger kind of impact because if, that, in fact, that's what happens. I think that will okay. definitely you know shine a light on the fact that MJ definitely has no interest in the Bulls organization, you know, moving forward with any type of relationship. I finally watched Air on the flight home last it's night. It's a fantastic movie. It was really good. I loved it. Yeah, I thought that they, they did a really good job. And uh, very smart the way they did not use Michael in the movie, except yeah. for the clips and 
Um, I thought it was really, really well done. I was. They just although, showed his back, right? If I yes, recall, they just yeah. showed his back uh, and his, the back of his head. And, although I will say, Matt Damon playing Sonny Vaccaro, I remember Sonny Vaccaro so very, I. very well. I, I, I like Cap and I, I used mean, to that's do a street rat. I yes. mean. Sonny yeah. Vaccaro was a street rat. Cap and I used to do, when we were working together at WGN, we would have Sonny Vaccaro on once every yes. couple of months, especially during the basketball season. He was the biggest high school street agent yes. in the country. And it was easy to get him on. Yes. Um, but I Matt he Damon was a, brought I, a little bit of, uh, made it a little smoother, not as rough around the edges. Yeah. Sonny was very was. accomplished, too. Like. I thought that was a really good movie. Somebody said that Michael only agreed to, you know, to kind of his blessing if, uh, who is it, Viola Davis yeah. played the role of his mom. Somebody, really? I heard somebody say something like that. Because they had to have Michael's blessing to do a lot of that. Oh, yeah. So, and it had, and that was a really good movie. It had to be set in a positive yes. light. Jason Bateman is good in any role he ever does. I love Jason. He, he was great. I love him. And when, when um, they were shooting Ozark, a lot of that, the indoor scenes were here in Chicago at the um, down off of Ogden where they have all the uh, Chicago Med, Chicago PD sets. Uh, the Bear does some stuff down there. And I, that was for the last three years. Uh, my dream was to have Jason Bateman just walk past yeah. our State Street Studios one day. Well, one of the opening scenes of the entire show is around the corner. It's right in front of the Billy Goat. It is? Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah, like one of the first Gosh. scenes in the entire show. Oh, my gosh. By the way, the Chelly Jersey retirement ceremony is Sunday at 3 p.m. PB just reached out. I think it would be wild. I mean. Wild if Michael showed. I, I wouldn't be surprised because I know that there was a ton of mutual respect and they were friends. But that, I mean, that's really crazy. That's really crazy for him to not show yeah. up at the Ring of Honor. But just that a whole casual thing still Black to Hawks this game. day. That, that, that like. It just feels like a complete, you know, there's certain things in life. Cluster. That, yeah, and you can avoid them by doing things differently. Like you can, some things you can't get past. They just happen, right? Like you have no control over some things. Some things you can't control. And and like, I, I'm, I'm like Cap's, Cap's reporting this and uh, contacted a couple of other people that, that are expecting it to happen too. Wow. That now, is, Michael that's said he something. had a he had a commitment or had something, but at, and I'm sure that they didn't arrange Chelly's ceremony at three o'clock on Sunday around Michael's schedule. Uh, no, but for him to be there, I think that first of all, I think it's really cool that he shows up for the Chelly uh, ceremony. But I think it's really weird that they weren't able to come to terms on a time for the Bulls' recognition. Right. So I know. Very weird. It's just so typical. All right, back to you, Tyler. It's Tyler, what, so were we, typical. what were we doing? What were we before we got to that? You wanted to know more about the Justin Fields yeah. Instagram saga? Yes. Please explain this to some of us that don't understand it as well as others. All right. I think probably the easiest way to explain it is in relationship terms. Okay, let's do this. Now, in the modern era of dating, all right, when you break up with someone, okay. usually it is protocol that you will unfollow them on social media unless you're still friends with them or whatever, all right? But if you've had, like, an intimate relationship, I could understand why you may you know, there may be some sort of 
cleansing of your social media account. Right. Sometimes you scrub, you get rid of some of the old pictures of the two of you on social media. You, you unfollow. If you're really, if you never intend to see this person ever again or never like care for this person ever again, usually you'll get rid of the pictures of you on, on your Instagram and you'll also unfollow them. So the full scrub would be no pictures of all at all Correct. of you interacting with mm-hmm. your ex. Yes. And that's kind of the first stage that it feels like we're in, if this is true, that he did indeed unfollow the Chicago Bears, which I think all signs would lead you to believe that is true. But um, there are still, as Carm said, there's still pictures there, I guess. He still has the pictures of up of him with the Bears. Even in his uh, his little bio, it says Chicago Bears in it still. So, But the unfollowing is usually one of well, the first... Well, that's a mixed message then, isn't it? But do we know that he actually did actually did follow them in the first place? The all the signs would lead you to believe yes. Can we get some confirmation? Where would we go for confirmation of this? It would so have to come from the Chicago Bears um, social team, or it would have to come from Fields himself just saying it. Do we know anyone in the Bears social uh, media? I, thought Dan, I think Danny put an, uh, uh, an a call answer? in. Yeah. Okay. So when this when this took place last night, what was your thought? I mean, it doesn't really change a lot of what my thinking is. I think all along we've thought that the Bears, every sign is pointing to the Bears moving on from Justin Fields. This is the first time we've ever, if this is true, we've ever seen something from the Fields side that is signifying that this could be over. And if you couple that with the recent reports that the Bears will make it clear their intentions at the quarterback position next week at the Combine, you would have to assume that Ryan Poles is a man of his word, Kevin Warren is a man of his word, and that they have had some conversations that have been very upfront with Justin Fields. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Peg. I think that, uh, like, the one thing I feel confident about without knowing a lot about the situation or the details is that I think that the Bears will handle this in a classy manner. Yes, I think so, too. That they're not going to hang him out to dry. I'm sure that they understand that this is a sensitive situation for him as well. If you're moving on from a guy who was a former first-round pick of your organization, there's a certain feeling, I'm not going to say failure, but it, it just it didn't work. Not enough improvement. Yes, whatever it is. And I think that the Bears will show him the dignity and the class that he deserves for how he's carried himself as a member of this franchise. So I do believe that they will be cognizant of this being kind of a difficult situation. I think when everyone heard Kevin Warren's praise of Justin Fields and Ryan Pohl's praise of Justin Fields, people started going, oh, wait, wait, are they keeping him? But really what they were doing is doing keeping it classy, that they would only say positive things about him. I still feel that because Justin Fields had that farewell in his final game, his last press conference, that there was enough conversations leading up to that that they allowed him to go ahead and say your goodbye to the fans. So I think that they've been very upfront from a for a very long time with yeah him. i think they'll handle this in a classy manner yeah i mean listen and, and, and they should because again he has been a very good teammate right it may not have worked it may not have been as efficient and as productive 
as they had hoped with regard to their offensive performance over the course of the last couple of years. But I don't think that there is, I don't think there's any animosity or there are no ill feelings about who he is and how right. he's carried himself. I think he's, he's been very classy throughout. He's, he's been through this before, actually. Yeah. It's not like this is going to be crushing of him. I mean, he, he started at Georgia, his right. hometown school that he wanted to go to, that he dreamed of playing for. And he, he himself made that very difficult decision to move on. So he has to understand when the roles are reversed and those in charge have to make that difficult decision to move on and sever ties. So, yeah, I think that I, I, I do trust the, the men in charge that they are handling it correctly. I do think that all the signs actually are pointing towards that. Them, having laid it out for him yeah. so that it was obvious that it was going to be time to move on. I'll allow others to uh, read the social media tea leaves, but this was from Albert Breer as well. This was from his, his this is his most his, uh, It's kind of like a mailbag, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was the, the most recent stuff from, from Albert Breer. I know mean, he was supposed to be with Cap and Jay Hood this morning, I think, but had some travel issues and, and wasn't able to connect with them. Chicago staffers got inquiries from other teams on fields in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. And while the Bears haven't shopped fields, those conversations did allow the team to start a gate to gauge the 2021 first-rounders' worth out there on the market. The Bears are meeting over the next couple weeks to finalize plans at quarterback with the expectation that they'll have that plan in place in Indianapolis next week. Looking at how Chicago handled last year can be instructive. Bears GM Ryan Poles went to the Combine in 2023, holding the first overall pick, knowing he'd try to move it, but without having done much in the way of shopping it. Less than two weeks later, he moved it, and so for two reasons. One, the Panthers met the premium the Chicago sought for trading the pick that early. Two, it involved a veteran player, DJ Moore, and for cap and need purposes, Poles wanted to have clarity in what he's working with in free agency. I think that uh, they're get, I, they know they're getting their, they know what the market is. Yes, I they've think had enough teams, and it probably also means that they're getting what their price tag is. And once and they know that, that mul- need, yeah. once they know that multiple teams are willing to meet the price tag, well, then they know they they which better is, do it now when there's more. Need which for is a good question whether or not first of all, a what is the price tag? What's a reasonable price tag? If in fact this is the route that they're going. And who's interested? We had this conversation the last couple of days, and we've we've kind of workshopped it, have we not, fellas? That mm-hmm. like we've gone through the entire NFL, and and it feels like there may be fewer landing spots than more landing spots after really doing a little bit of investigative work. So this is actually, I just checked the odds again on Justin Fields' next team, and there's been a major shift. The Falcons are now the favorite at minus 130. And what's noteworthy is that they've had Russell Wilson's next team odds up. The Steelers and Russell Wilson are the heavy favorite there. It's minus 250 for Russ to be a Steeler next year. That's interesting because, I mean, there have been a, a number of different things that have come out. Shefty said that Mike Tomlin is very fond of Justin Fields in a report. Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Justin Fields. And then there was a report from somebody that's covered the Steelers in quite some time, and I'm obviously paraphrasing right now, but that the Steelers are deciding between Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett with regard as to who should start 
heading into the 2024 season. They may add a quarterback, but it won't be somebody that will be competing for the starting job. I find that seems odd to me. Wow. Like, I would never dispute somebody who's covered the team for decades, but that just seems like an odd approach by the Steelers who haven't gotten quality quarterback play since Ben was healthier and younger. To already say who the starting quarterback is going to be right right now. And Mason Rudolph is a free agent, right? And Mason Rudolph, I think, at the end of the year said, hey, I'm testing free agency because I'm... I may want to look in a different direction and, and go somewhere that I feel like I have a better opportunity to find my way. So we've talked about Seattle. We've talked about, you know, a number of places. Or do you then start to add different teams with the thought that maybe he goes in as a backup? I like I, I, I he's going to go back. He's going to go back to the guys that traded to 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 draft him. And it makes all the sense in the world in Atlanta. Back to Atlanta? Yeah. Or going to Atlanta? Going to Atlanta. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. But let me ask you a question. Let me just play devil's advocate here. They hired Zach Robinson to be their OC. Zach Robinson is a Sean McVay disciple. Yep. They're not going to run a similar offense with a mobile quarterback the way that Arthur Smith did in Tennessee when he was the OC of the Titans or what he tried to do with Desmond Ritter. In Atlanta. And if you're Atlanta, where are they? Eight? Yeah, eight. One spot ahead of the Bears. If you're Atlanta, are you giving up draft currency when there's a good chance maybe you can draft J.J. McCarthy at that spot? Yeah. Or maybe, you know... I just don't look. I I think there will be there will be well, somewhere, maybe, but I just don't wait know. Wait a second. So looking at the the, and the reason mess. I say this is is not to belittle Justin Fields, and he'll find somewhere certainly to play. But this is also connected to the Bears and what type of draft currency that they will re- receive in right in return. It also says maybe they are another team is going to draft uh, get another quarterback, um, but they want Justin. Fields as their holdover for a couple of years while that young quarterback, because that's, listen, the C.J. Strouds are not, you know, it's not coming around all the time. You have a better shot if these guys sit, you know, a.k.a. Jordan Love, sit and learn, and if you can afford that, to do that, you have one on a rookie contract, and you bring someone else in on either a trade on his current... Yeah, it's a good thought, especially Atlanta would be a team... Bring him in on his current contract. So yeah, I mean, then you have then you, then you could decide after a year whether or not we're going to to you know pick up that fifth year option. That's what anyone that they trade to is going to do. They have a year to figure it out. Yeah, no, no the right. fifth year option. Remember, they have to make they the decision by, by May. May. Like of I think it's the year? first week of yes. May yes. of this year. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So right. if you're trading for him, you're probably you're picking, probably you are pick picking it up. It up. Yeah. Okay. But All right, the but one still, thing is, it's affordable. You do have the what you do have is a year to evaluate and determine if you want to sign him to exactly. a long term extension. Yes, exactly. But the problem with the franchise tag with someone you're not sold on, whether it's Justin or it's anybody else, whether he was to stay here in Chicago and you were still trying to evaluate him or you trade for him, and I get it, people would say, well, if you trade for him, you got to say, do you really have to pick it? I mean, the franchise tag is twenty three million dollars. What if it doesn't work out? It's mm-hmm. fully guaranteed. Yeah. Like, so the other side that people have mentioned to me, well, what if he balls out and everything is great? Well, then be creative with your cap person and find a way to absorb the difference between the $23 million and what the... Well, I heard the guys talking today, the franchise tag for a quarterback is 36 Maybe it'll be 40 
whatever it is, like I, I don't even know that whoever would trade for him has to be. And I know I'm in the minority with this, but I'm just trying to walk through some of the mental gymnastics with regard to the financials. Why do you have to pick up the franchise tag? Why do you have to guarantee somebody who you may not be 100% settled on $23 million? $36.29 right. million. So, and you do that out of fear that, well, what if he plays well? And then, you know, and then instead of getting him for 26 or $25 million in that fifth year, you're going to have to pay him. Well, okay. Right. Well, then that's a good thing. Right. I mean, it may cost you a little bit more. Get creative with how you structure the contract. Exactly. But now what you've done is if you've used an extra you know, bit of money, you've paid a premium for negating any of the risk that's involved with it. Yeah. So the, the whole problem is the, the fear of it's the Deshaun Watson effect with the guaranteed money for the quarterbacks. Now, that's that's once you do get to that, whew, that, that money gets big. Well, the problem is, is like no, no. No team in the NFL was happy with that contract. Oh. They were all upset with how right. they went about doing that. Right. That was crazy. Yeah. Especially with what he was dealing with. Yes. Yep. I and mean, now, they, he set... Almost, I, almost two years of not playing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a it, it, it's such a wild story as well. And factor out all of the nonsense, you know, the, the disgustingness of a lot. Of, he was on an arc for being a superstar quarterback. I you remember go I wanted the Bears to yes. draft him. Yeah, I, I mean, thought, he, you know, absolutely take him. But, wow. Interesting times. Yeah. But again, like, I, I, I hear people say as well, like, Oof, I wouldn't want to be Ryan Poles. I feel the exact opposite. I would want to have these decisions because I think the evaluation process, the decision, I've said a bunch to me, is easy. The evaluation process may be difficult and tedious. You go through the evaluation process of the guys that you possibly could draft or where you feel about Justin. So the evaluation process may be long and difficult. But the decision is if you're sold on Caleb Williams, then you keep the pick and you draft him. And you still have enough cap space and draft capital to continue to build your team. There are people out there that are concerned. Well, you have to trade the pick and keep Justin because look at the... The, the hull that you could take in and you could use all those picks. I am not afraid of them being able to have the resources to build their team if they use that first overall pick. Exactly. Because to me, it's more important solving the quarterback position than it is having a couple of extra first-round picks to me. Right. Finally get that position right. Right. And if you're, you have conviction that you have the answer at that position, don't trade it. Use it. Make the pick. Ryan Poles is the most handsome man on campus right now. No question. The most gets, desirable cat on the entire campus. And he can take his time, figure it out. They're calling the shots. Court a few of them. For the second year in a row. Yes, I know. I know. You know, you learn, you learn from your mistake. You know, one year removed. Although it may not be a mistake, but you do learn. So, and I think that he is someone yeah. that, that will learn. Uh, we need to take a break. When we come back, we'll open up the phone lines as well at 312 332 3776. It's Waddle and Sylvia on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvia are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
Why? You're the traveler. Eddie Money, two tickets to paradise. You know. I said to you upstairs, I, I said, I, is this new? Because my wife and I have talked so much about now that our kids are all out of the house. Now maybe spending some time traveling, doing stuff. I am telling you, and I... So Not I just started a dog track in Kenosha is what we used to do traveling when we had so many kids. Listen, th- my very first time on an airplane was my senior year of college. Really? After we graduated, we went to New York, New York City. And I walked into Donna Deverona's office at ABC Sports, talked my way in, and asked if I could drop off a resume. Wasn't she like... She was the Olympic. Yes, she was one of the yes. youngest Olympic uh, swimmers. Look at you. You were the, the, the biggest go-getter I know of. <laughs> I did. And I, I, actually, I actually got in her office, and she took a meeting with me, and here's, you know... 21 year old Peggy trying to talk what, what my did, way. What did you, how did, what, what was your presentation? What did it sound like? I just said, tell me what I need to do to get in this industry. And I, I want advice. Tell me what I need to work at, you know, wide world of sports. What are you doing in here, kid? It was, I'm telling you, it was like, I was pretty impressed that she was like, okay, let her come in. And, you know, she was wonderful to this day. I, I used to run into her every now and then. And I would remind her. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so that was my, it's not like I I came from, you know, this kind of, you know, lifestyle or anything like that. My first trip on an airplane was the first visit I took. I went to North Carolina, my first college visit. Right. See? Yeah. I had never flown on a plane on a, on a, uh, my dad was a pilot. He flew a small, like Cessna. Really? Yeah. Uh, But like on a, on a uh, commercial airliner. That was the first time. Wow. By the way, I, I do, I can say that I have kind of confirmed with some people that would know that, yes, in fact, you are accurate. It's not just you are supposing that this took place, Tyler. And I wasn't doubting you. Just, You're talking about fields yes. unfollowing yes. on Instagram? Yeah. I, mm. some, somebody reached out to said, yes, that is So it is accurate. true. So Or so somebody has said to me that person sources will remain. Sources close to Tom Waddle. S- sources will remain nameless. Hmm. Well, that is interesting. I think it just all adds up. There's a lot of things leaking out now. Well, that let's is... face it, Peg. Like, if, if what is what would common sense tell you that you know you've had the first pick now? This is the second time you've had it in in, in two years, which right. doesn't happen. Right. Um, he wasn't the quarterback that you've drafted. Right. Um. There was progress that was made, but at the end of the day, a lot of the analytics and a lot of the stats are not overly generous to him. No. He has done some good things. He is, he is breathtaking in sports, sports Center highlights. It's intoxicating some of the stuff that he has done. I'm not shocked that as we move further away from the season that this is the consensus. So, I, like, there is, if in fact, I mean, and we're making assumptions now because nothing is has been announced, but, I mean, this is the way it feels like it has trended all along, right? right. Yes. And yes. I don't know anybody either that's like, get out, get out, you're whore. And like, nobody's ever done that. Everybody is just looking for something bigger and better. And it's part of the business. It is. It, it, the business can't be a one-way street, and that's why there are disputes. That's why athletes want to get what they can, and... In the end, the team has to try to do what's best for for the organization. So, you know, it's all also how you 
how you handle it, you know. And I think that I think so far the Bears seem to be doing it the right way. I agree. I have confidence that they'll do this in a mature and classy way. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Uh, you want to take a couple phone calls on this? Yes, we have a couple do. phone calls. Uh, let's go out to the north side. Eddie wants to chime in as well. Hi, Eddie. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, so wh- what is it if Justin Fields is only being pursued by one team? Then they have all the power and ask what they want to get. Well, that's you know why, I mean? yeah, Eddie, that's why, like, Meller and, 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 and Tyler and I, we've been talking about this, Eddie, is, is that – like, look, the anticipation is is that there will be interest and, and talking to people in the know, whether it was Schefter or who else did we talk to? I mean, we've talked to a lot of people that say, oh, yeah. Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport. Yeah. Um, but as we kind of just do the, you know, the basic detective work, I think you can also make a case for the, that there may not be as big a, you know, a bidding war as, as one may have thought early on. Exactly. And then, like, for Washington, I was thinking, I know, 21 touchdowns, 21 interceptions, but he threw for close to 4,000 yards. He rushed for five TDs. What if they're not going to take a quarterback in the draft and they trade their pick and make their pick more valuable than even the number one pick that Chicago has? Yeah, Eddie, I find it hard to to believe that that the Washington (laughs) commanders are going to stick with Sam Howell. Yeah, I don't know, but he, he didn't have that bad of a rook a rookie season. I know, that's but, his but rookie year, but, you know? but 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 again, think about it. It's kind of the same logic we're using here in Chicago, Eddie. Hey, exactly, that's what I was thinking about. You yeah, know, it's like the same thing. They're in the same boat as what Chicago's in, r- right? Like, I, I mean, yeah. was was he awful? Maybe not. I mean, look, they asked him to drop back. I think Carmen and Yurko were talking about this six hundred and twelve right. times. He was the most sacked quarterback in the league and had twenty one interceptions and probably a host of fumbles. Was it a, he a product of an environment where they were asking him to do whatever the case is? I find it hard to believe that the commanders are going to settle for Sam Howell when they have the second overall pick and what appears to be a fairly rich quarterback draft. I know. Well, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there, and I'm thinking that all these other teams, they want to reset also. Yeah. They don't want to take on Justin. Hey, well, let's get a fresh guy in here. We got, you know, three or four years before we make a decision on it. And, why, why, you know, if the Bears don't want him, well, then why do we want him? But you the, know what I mean? The other, thing, the other thing, Eddie, though, is saying what if there's only one team is, you know, the, the savvy uh, front office guy isn't letting them know that there's only one team. You exactly. have to you He's have smart. to create that. Smart. Yeah, about it. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you don't let that it, you don't let that go. You well, I think I think once you know you have two teams that you might be able that are both get it done. very interested. Yes. Get it done. That's yep. when you yes. Yeah. Don't wait until other teams start signing the quarterbacks that are available. You need to get it done quickly. Great show, guys. Thanks, Have a Eddie. good afternoon. You too. Uh, Look, I, I think if you go around the, the, the league, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be silly to go away from, from Baker Mayfield. They may. Right. I believe that the report out, out you know, from there is, is that they're more than likely to use the franchise tag on Antonio Winfield Jr., right? Isn't that what they're saying? In Tampa? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I doesn't. I don't think it makes a lot of financial sense for them to tag like a Mike Evans, right? 
Well, and isn't Mike Evans also kind of holding it over to wait to see what they're going to do with Baker Mayfield? Well, that's why I'm saying, like, I don't believe the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to use the franchise tag on Mayfield. They'll use it on somebody else. But I think it's probably because they feel they can get a deal done with Baker Mayfield. Right. He was very complimentary of the offensive coordinator they brought in. I think it was yeah. the kid Cohen that was at Kentucky, the University of Kentucky. Um I, I wouldn't I, – I don't know. The Vikings are a wild card. I don't know what the White Vikings are going to do. Uh, we found out yet – was it yesterday, guys? Yeah, that, tell me about this that you just said about no – Other than a quarterback, I believe it's the Wilfs, the owners. It's kind of a policy that they adhere to that outside of a quarterback, they will not guarantee anything other than the first year of any contract for players outside of the quarterback position. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. I think a couple in that story, there was something that a few other teams do something similar to this. They didn't name what teams it was. But then Courtney was saying, and she obviously covered the Vikings for a number of years, that's why it's pretty easy for them to get out of some of these contracts. And you see a lot of Vikings players get released. Yes. Like Dalvin Cook is certainly one. I think Adam Thielen's another one. Like these players get released pretty easily because of the fact that they're not owed anything guaranteed and there's little dead cap on their books wow. as a result. Except for the quarterback. That's where they make yeah. the exception. Wow. Wow, that's really something. Uh, let's go to South Carolina. Matt's up next. Hi, Matt. I love South Carolina. Yeah, I know you do. Mm. Hey, uh, do you? we know about Ryan Pace and uh, John Fox uh, not knowing about uh, the draft pick until two hours before it happened. Do you believe that Matt Eberflus has any clue of what's going to happen with the quarterback yes. as of right now? Yes, I think that there, Matt, I think there's a working relationship that exists. And this is just my speculation, but I feel pretty confident about it. I think there's a working relationship that exists between Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus that is significantly more trustworthy and more in line with what you would expect than the John Fox-Ryan Pace relationship. So you believe that uh, Ryan Poles is a more trustworthy, a better general manager than Ryan Pace? I think he, he will ultimately, yes, be better at his job than Ryan Pace was. I do. I do, I do believe that. I don't know why, why Ryan Pace decided to take the route he took with the drafting of Mitch Trubisky and keeping everyone in the dark. Um, obviously, he learned, a, I think, a very valuable lesson because it didn't go well. And I don't anticipate that that is the path that Ryan Poles will, will follow. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, you all have welcome. a wonderful show. I really appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you, Matt. Matt. We appreciate that. I think that was kind of the exception to the rule. I mean, I don't think most general managers and coaches have adversarial relationships like that. Yeah, that was... That was weird. That that was highly unusual and uh, kind of revealed some other cracks that were going on throughout that, that foundation that they were trying to build. Um, up in Lake Forest back in those days. Uh, let's squeeze in one more in L.A. James is up next on Waddle and Sylvie here with Peggy filling in. Hello, James. Hey, you guys. How's it going? James, what's up? Cap. All right. Look, so here's my, here's my biggest thing with all this Justin Fields, Caleb Williams talk. The biggest thing for me is that when Justin Fields came into the same fire that Caleb Williams is going to come into. Now, are we all expecting him to come in and just save the day like he's Superman. Like I, I still think that we need some extra help. And Ryan Poles has shown that he doesn't like to doesn't like to spend in free agency. 
he's very conservative with that. So my whole question is, is do we really think that Caleb Williams is going to come in here and change things? Or would it be better to deal with Justin Fields for one more year because you don't have to pay him for two? And see how that goes. Well, you're not going to have you're not going to have the first pick of the draft next year or the year after that or the year after but you that. Could if you trade, you could if you trade back. Like there's a lot of good suitors out there. I, I don't think a lot of the people throw this name out there. It might not be like uh, a, a big a big trade on anybody's mind. But the Cardinals have two first round picks this year. But if would I they, if would, I if you're Ryan Poles and you believe that there's somebody out there that that kind of changes your franchise, why would you why wouldn't you make that selection? Because I think that changing that for four years compared to changing your whole team for 10 years, draft by draft, by trading back, let's just throw out the example of the commanders who they've been linked to a lot, right? So the commanders have a first this year, a first next year, and then being able to do that same thing potentially next year and taking their maybe one or two, even two of their second round picks this year within the commanders. I'd rather so personally, think- I'd rather solve the most important position in all of professional sports if I am emphatically in favor of this guy being an upgrade than, right. than trading this and hopefully at some point down the road, if I have to, finding a solution at said position. Right. I just, I, in my opinion, my personal opinion, I think we need maybe, maybe not a left tackle. Braxton Jones has did decent last year. He was graded by PFF pretty well, but I think we could definitely use some guard depth, definitely another center, maybe a wide receiver in the, either in free agency or or uh, or the draft. I, I think that there's a lot of pieces that this team still needs. I mean, you look at the, the two teams that were in the Super Bowl this year, the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. Those rosters are stacked. Well, and they're also stacked with top. They're also stacked with some top players. So you have an opportunity right. to get two top ten players right now. Uh, yeah, I yeah. like. I love the idea of having extra picks, but you have a chance at two top ten players. That's, Absolutely. I, 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 mean, I mean, again, it, for me, it comes down to the to, to a simple evaluation. James, thank you, by the way. Thank you. If in fact You're I, You're I welcome. believe that this quarterback is better than the one we have, and I feel strongly about that. I'm using the pick on him. And again, you have other resources. You have the ninth overall selection in the first round. If you trade Justin, there's more than likely there's a good chance you're going to get that second round pick back that you, you know, that you gave up for Montez right. Sweat. Exactly. You've got the third most free agency cap space of any team in the National Football League. I just, I, I think, I don't think, I think there's this feeling that if you don't trade that first overall pick, you're not going to be able to continue to build your team and your roster. This is not a three win team. They're a seven-win team. They have holes. There's no question about it. You need another pass rusher. You need a three-technique defensive tackle unless Dexter can turn into one of those guys. I think you need a center as well. You can find one in free agency, hopefully. You need another wide receiver. I mean, there's a lot that you need, but I think they have ample resources to address a lot of these needs. And by the way, you know, if you get the quarterback position right, he makes a lot of people around him better. That's exactly look, what I was just going to say. Look at the Houston Texans. I bet you most people could not name one receiver on the Texans Look at the roster. Green Bay Packers. Exactly. I so, mean, you, so that's exactly what I was just going to say is everyone's arguing that Justin Fields needs better guys around him. But let's flip it to the other side and get a guy that actually makes everybody else around him better. Wow, that's a novel concept, isn't it? And isn't that what you're looking to do with the yes. first overall selection? Yes. And by the way, you can actually do a little of both. 
in this scenario because Ryan Poles has ample resources. You can draft that quarterback first overall, and I'm not guaranteeing that he's going to be anything. That's that's the evaluation of the general manager up at Hallis Hoff. He feels that this guy is a game changer. Not only do you add him to the huddle, which will make everybody in that offensive huddle better. Yeah. Right? But you also have the ninth overall pick in the draft this year as well. You're not getting rid of that. What if you use that on Roman uh, Adunze, the oh. wide receiver from Washington? Absolutely. So now I got DJ Moore. I've got Adunze. I've got Caleb Williams. You add a center in free agency. And these are all viable options for you because you have an ample amount of draft picks and money to spend. Yeah. So it's not you have to pick. If you pick Caleb Williams, you can't do anything else. Because you do have other avenues. You still have them, yeah. So it's just, just get it right up there at Hallis Hall. Just get it right. I want to hear from the Justin Fields fans out there that are upset the way this is all starting to lean. And the picture starting to clarify itself a little bit more. 312-332-3776. More when we come back. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Uh, I I did not get you um, anything expensive for your birthday, but you're you like bourbon, right? I I like scotch, oh, but like I drink scotch. anything. You do. Yeah, um, you got me. You you got me. Uh, what are they called? Uh, Cronuts and uh, a cake. Yeah, the dosants from Chicago Pastry and the little brownie cake. Yes. Um, I just wanted, like, because I just saw this real quick. Um, the girls in the game, Fields of Dreams auction is up. And we have a rare stag bourbon Ooh. that is very hard to get. A barrel-proof, uncut, unfiltered, 135. Um, it's only distributed once a year in the fall. Rare, hard to find, and it's in our auction. Wow. So. Go to girlsinthegame.org or to follow me on social media and I will be you know, sending out some links. I bet you Carmen could give that item a glowing Ooh. report. I, I bet you if you called Car- we called Carmen, he could give you a glowing recommendation or uh, it wouldn't be a recommendation. It would be what? A review. Uh, a, yes, a glowing review yeah. of, of that very valuable commodity. Okay, so outside of your birthday, yeah. it also seems to be the farewell tour for QB1 Justin Fields as reports are leaking out that the Bears are reportedly going to make it clear uh, the path that they are taking with the quarterback position that they will make it clear next week at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis. that would be prudent yes. as well. Well, you know, listen. You, you got to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. And if all the talks get hot there, you don't want the quarterbacks in free agency to suddenly start signing and all of a sudden you no longer have some takers. Right. So uh, lots of that is leaking out these days. Justin Fields is unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. And uh, untrue that his dog Uno has also unfollowed the Bears because that was made up by our producer Tyler Rocky. He was just playing around. Yeah, he was just goofing around. But we are now hearing, I said, I want to hear from the Justin Fields fans. I want to hear how they feel about this because, you know, for a lot of us, you just kind of sit there and you go, oh boy, I hope they get this right. 
Well, that's been my battle cry all along. I, wh- whatever the decision is up at, at Hallis Hall, I've been saying this for months. Get it right. Just get it right. Yeah, because if they, if they don't... If you have conviction, oh. you do the process, you do the evaluations, you do the research, and you have conviction that this player is worthy of the number one pick, then use it on that person. Yeah. If you are left uncertain about any of it, then trade the pick. Like... As I've said all along, the the evaluation process is difficult. It's it's very involved. There's a lot to it. But the actual decision, once you've done all of that work, to me is simple. Some people would rather take the safe route, which they think is Justin Fields, is the safe route. Explain Justin to Fields me why that's also, safe. Well, because they know what they have in him, right? But it's also a bigger risk. That he's reached his ceiling. Right. What you have in him so far, just statistically, and again, I've seen some good stuff. You've got a guy that's won 10 games as a starting quarterback. He still ranks in the bottom third. On a number of different important statistics. Has he been dealt a good hand? No, he's been dealt a bad hand. There have been a lot of unfortunate things. Like as you develop as a young quarterback... You don't want as many roadblocks placed in front of you as this young man has had. That's very unfortunate. But you can't continue to make a quote-unquote mistake going forward because you regret some of the things that have happened in the past. Yeah. So what you have is a young man that at times does things that take your breath away and at times makes you scratch your head and say, after three years, what are you doing? And you have to then... As a professional general manager of a professional football team, you have to make an educated decision on whether or not a lot of this is fixable and that progress will extend into the future. Or you're better off pivoting and going with somebody that can do some of that stuff already better and whose ceiling is higher. That's why Ryan Poles has been entrusted with this. And you're right, Peg. The people that think that there's all this risk attached to Caleb Williams and there's no risk attached to Justin Fields, that's insane to me. There's risk with both decisions. You could Caleb Williams could definitely be someone that doesn't fulfill the potential you think he has. Or you could go away from that, keep Justin, hope he makes progress. What if you don't make progress? Exactly. What if you don't make progress and Caleb Williams does go on to be another quarterback that is accomplishing things early like C.J. Stroud. What if you are... Strike two. That's what that would be. What if you are Orion Poles? What will the NFL history books say about you if you passed on C.J. Stroud, which we all understand why he did what he did, and most of us applaud what he did, and then you do it again, and Caleb Williams becomes a difference-making quarterback, and you never got to where you had hoped because while Justin was okay... He was never somebody that could get to that next level. Yeah. That's the risk. A lot of people disagree with you. And when we come back, we will open up the Such phone is my lines. Life. 312-332-3776. I'm Peggy. He's Tom. You are listening to ESPN 1000.